the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good day, guys, and welcome to episode 124 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Today, we're going to have Rebecca Clower, or Becky, as she's also known from Blue Water Properties. Uh, I think she's our... uh, I think she's the individual that's been on the podcast the most, but it's always great to get her perspective because she's also a broker and owner of Blue Water Properties. For many of you probably know, Blue Water Properties is the largest independent uh, real estate company here in Costa Rica, I believe. Um, So, I mean, kudos to those guys because they've grown. They do a great job uh, and they've got some amazing people on their staff. We've done quite a few deals with them uh, over the years for our clients, and it's always a pleasure to work with them. But we're going to be talking to Becky about kind of what's going on in the market, what she's seeing, also where the opportunity still lies. And also where, um, you know, developing beach towns where, you know, investments are not as expensive, you know, anywhere from 30 to 70,000 for a, uh, you know, a a lot that's a couple of hundred meters away from the ocean in northern Guanacaste, if you can believe it, between Tamarindo and Conchal. So we're going to be chatting with her about that. Remember, guys, um, if anyone wants to get in contact with us. Um, we are, you know, I think many of you know, I've spent years in tourism here, I managed over about a billion dollars of luxury vacation sales. Quite a few clients when they reach out were like, wow, I didn't realize you do that. But, you know, we help people really understand investing in Costa Rica, identify what it is that they're looking for, seeing really where, you know, the goals that they have can be achieved in Costa Rica based on our knowledge and also our experience, and then kind of guiding them through that process from you know, seeing the properties, identifying what the financial model could be behind it. Uh, in a lot of cases, is actually project managing the build all the way through and kind of connecting that with the sales and marketing side to actually generate revenue as well. But you can contact us, info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Enough from me, guys. Let's get straight into the podcast with Becky. Good morning, Becky. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. I think that you hold the record for being on the podcast the most. We love you so much that uh, I think it's only three or four times, but um, you're just such a wealth of knowledge. I know that people love to hear from you. So it's great to have you back on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for for having me. I always feel very privileged to be on your podcast. So thank you. I feel privileged to have you on it. So, but (laughs) I I know a lot of the talk at the moment, you know, is in kind of like, you know, US markets with inflation and really the world, you know, has kind of been, um, you know, there's a bit of a, well, there's some economic worries out there as well, you know, maybe falling into a recession if we're not already in one. You know, in the US, I think, you know, some markets are seeing price reductions of five to, you know, up to 20%. But I mean, what is that in that global like slowdown having, you know, what's that impact on Costa Rican real estate that you're seeing? Yeah, I mean, we definitely have, uh, we feel the the effects, but yeah. not to the level, I think that perhaps, the, you know, some other our neighbors to the north feel, um, you know, what's going on in North America definitely does affect us. But because we do draw from a world market, I mean, it definitely, um, you know, it's not like what exactly is going on in the States and Canada. We're feeling it here. So, you know, that's a good thing. We still have pretty low inventory. So I think that also kind of helps us a little bit. Um, Another plus is that, you know, a lot of people are moving here permanently. So they're taking their money Yep. They're just, you know, beelining it down to Costa Rica. 
And so the recession really isn't affecting those types of people. Um, those who are borrow borrowing money or leveraging their properties, definitely, I feel that's affecting those types of buyers for sure. Yeah. Because obviously interest rates have gone up and there and therefore that is affecting their their borrowing power. So that's definitely something that um, is is for sure happening. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's exactly what I'm seeing. You know, I mean, people, there is still a lot of people with cash out there, you know, and again, if you've got cash at the moment, you know, I keep saying, what do you do with it? Do you put it in a market that you don't know where it's going? Do you put it in real estate that looks like it's going to continue to go down? Or do you, you know, invest into a market with stability, which is something like Costa Rica? I mean, we just don't really see those ups and downs. No. Uh, you know, and even with interest rates rising, you know, that's only going to really impact those people that were taking like those HELOC loans, you know, out of their properties, you know, in the US. They're going to think twice about doing that because that cost of money is too expensive. But that was a very small percentage of people investing in Costa Rica. I agree completely. And another thing, too, is uh, finally, finally, it seems that we're getting some traction with lenders that are really loaning to foreigners that aren't charging an arm and a leg. So I just had a client of mine pre-approved with BCT, yep. and I have two clients buying um, a condo that's currently under construction uh, at the Naya project and they are, they've been approved with uh, La Fise. So the nice thing is that we have some options now, which actually help us a lot because we sold so much in 2022 and we don't even real really have real financing, you know, yep. Yep. but, um, but now we have some products out there which are interesting to people and the rates are still pretty decent, especially since the rates in North America have raised. Uh, the, what I mean, what loan to value are they rate are they uh, loaning at? Because I know back I went through the process with back for a client as well, and they were only loaning at fifty percent loan to value. Okay, so BCT lends more. So if it's a vacation rental, yep. they will do sixty five thirty five. Okay, I actually just met with both the reps from both banks yesterday, so it's fresh in my mind. But sixty five thirty five. Um, their rates started seven and a half percent. Um, you know, in Costa Rica, many people might not know, but I think you and I know that there really is no such thing as a 20 or 30 year fixed rate. So, you know, sometimes you have a teaser rate, uh, where it's good for a year or two or fixed at least for the first year or two. And then after that, it's adjusting, uh, every six months. And that's usually based on the prime rate. And there's usually a cap. Yeah. Um, so overall BCT bank has a better, deal with loan to value. They have a higher loan to value at 65% for investment properties. And they do, I believe up to 80% if it's your primary. So um, I have some information I'll share with you in case you don't have it, but it's, it's, uh, it's nice to have that product. Now, La Fise, um, you know, they have an office in Miami, they, they're same kind of guidelines. And they, they have assured me, and at least with my client, it was a relatively quick pre-approval process, which actually took about 48 hours. So yep. that's not bad. Um, and they have promised me that once we are ready to go forward, because all the properties are under construction that my clients have been approved for, that yep. the process from, from pre-approval to closing takes four weeks max. Yep. So I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. I mean, we, I, again, I just went through that whole process. So it took about four weeks, you know, having to get CPA letters, you know, stuff certified, those kind of things. I mean, it wasn't, it's a little bit more complicated than I think people are used to, but I think you just need to understand if you're going to invest in Costa Rica, like it's not a simple process like it is in, in the US, you know, especially yeah. when you include finance in that, um, you know. Absolutely. I actually found their requirements to not be any more laborious than what I was used to in the States. So they're basically asking, um, again, 
Uh, and the financing is open to uh, people around the world. I know some banks limit it to U.S. citizens, yep. um, but the banks now are lending to everybody around the world. Um, and they basically have a credit report that they pull. Um, they ask you for your last 12 months of bank statements, uh, W-2s if you're a salaried employee or financial statements if uh, you're self-employed. Uh, they do require an insurance policy, but I think that's pretty much straightforward with every loan here in Costa Rica, no matter what yeah. your you know, residency status is. Um, and basically a bank reference letter, and that's pretty much it. So I don't actually think it's all that difficult. I don't feel like it's any more difficult than what I've gone through in the past to get loans. But So I'm just glad that we have an option. The only catch-22 I will mention, though, is that they don't lend in all areas. They do view beach loans as more risk. And that's why the loan to value tends to not be as, as wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, and I understand that, but at the same time, it's kind of like, okay, whatever, uh, you know, but at least again, at least we have the option um, and we do have more than one bank offering a program now. So. What is, I mean, just thinking about that, I mean, you know, not about the bankings, but just kind of just about the market currently. I mean, if we did see a bit of a slowdown, uh, which, you know, we probably will at some point, but maybe we won't. I mean, maybe we'll be surprised just because, again, people moving here and just the lack of inventory. But I mean, what is going to be the product that you think will continue to sell even throughout, you know, a, a slower market? Well, I always used to joke and say that my guest house was recession proof because of the price point. And that's no different than selling property in a, in a down market, right? Yep. Obviously, lower price points are always going to sell no matter what's going on in the economy, in the world. Um, and I don't think that, you know, that's an exception for now. I think that people are looking for value, not so much that it's a low price, but they're just looking for value. Um, I sell a little bit of everything. So, you know, what I've seen a lot of people wanting is land yep. and land, at least in our area is a little bit scarce right now because not all the land has water. Yep. Um, we take that for granted, right? I mean, if you're from anywhere outside of Costa Rica, um, having water is just, you know, it's just like having your garbage picked up. It just happens, right? It's just there. Yep. But uh, that's not the case here because of, you know, uh, not that we have, we don't have water. It's not water shortages. I just want to let people know in Juan Acosta, we have plenty of water in Costa Rica. It's just the, the infrastructure. Problem, it's the infrastructure. It's the holding tanks. It's, it's yeah. all of the, all of that. And the, so, all the bureaucracy that comes with it. Absolutely. Because for example, we have plans to build a 12 unit commercial center in Flamingo, yep. uh, right next to Banco Costa Rica. And we've been in limbo for a year now because we don't have water. And so it kind of stinks because not only is it a great little project there with 12 units, but my fourth office would be there as well. So we're kind of in this holding pattern, but I'm just trying to, to roll with the punches because I know eventually it's going to be a great investment. So any, you know, any land that you can pick up right now with water, I mean, that's golden. Yeah. And, you know, I always joke, and I think I said it in my last podcast, but if you're buying land off a dirt road, you're going to probably have a lot more upside potential to that investment because it's still not exploited. It's not completely discovered yet. So that's my advice for people. I mean, there's different types of investment. Obviously, you're not going to buy in the middle of nowhere if you want to rent out a property. I mean, you have to be somewhat near things, but there's also always an audience for everything. And some people like to have homes off the beaten path. Mm -hmm. So 
with that in mind and just keeping, you know, uh, realistic about your occupancy numbers throughout the year, I've had properties in more rural areas and I've done just fine. It really has to do with the marketing and the price point. It's a combination of those two things. Well, let's talk about something that you just mentioned there, which is kind of stuff that's a little bit more off the beaten track. I mean, there are some beautiful beaches up there in Guanacaste where there is not tons of development, if you don't know what I mean, but there's potentially maybe land available. I mean, what are some of the beach areas that you think that are just, you know, there's still value and that, that they have just underlooked? For sure. I mean, as you know, I have my small development in Pirates Bay, Barrio Los Piratas. And just to let you know that, you know, we just started that about five months ago. And uh, we just literally started paving the road on Monday. Oh, wow. And it's amazing just progress that they've made since Monday. Um, 21 lots, we have 12 sold, and I have two offers coming over today on two other lots. Wow. We haven't paid for one ad. We we yeah. literally, yeah. So. And how big are those lots and what's the price on it? Because I'm sure that it quite sure. A so the lots, the lots are smaller. They're more like city lots, 400 to 600 meters. Uh, yep. The price started at 39,000 um, and they go up to 70, 73,000. So that's kind of the range. And it really depends upon the size of the lot and the location within that development. And we yep. basically came in, we're paving the roads, uh, we have sidewalks, we are doing the clubhouse, two pools, a park, gated access, it's gonna have its own security. So it's it's a really cute place. And I think actually one of the things that I really like about it at the moment is that 70% of the buyers are Tico. And, oh, wow. and those people are actually, most of them are from San Jose. Most of them I don't know, a few of them have been referrals of my family. Um, you know, so you never know where the buyers are going to come from, but if people believe in you and your product and what you're doing, um, they'll stand behind you and they'll, and they'll buy into it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm super excited about what we're doing there, but yeah, Pirates Bay is definitely one of those areas that it kind of, it's kind of like Avellanas and Playa Negra and all those areas South that still don't have pavement. Right. So that kind of goes into my name. Yeah. 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 And we will eventually get pavement also, just like every other area. If you wait long enough, the pavement comes, right? Yeah. So, and I can attest to that because I, I, when I moved here, there was not many paved roads. Uh, so with, ha- you know, having said that, Pirates Bay, um, Avellanas has started blowing up and that's because those areas didn't have a public water connection. But Pirates Bay, the water from the town of Matapalo, the Asada of Matapalo is almost all the way down the road. Yep. And there's another... Uh, family that bought a big finca there that's also developing in the same general area where I am. So you can just see it's exploding. And the couple, you know, horizontal condominiums down that road are both essentially sold out. So yep. that's a good indicator. Um, I really love Avellanas, Playa Negra, Junquillal, Lagarto, Lagartillo, Playa Azul, like all that area, you know, basically, you know, north of Nosara and Samara area. And and south of Tamarindo, I feel like is a is a good area as well to invest in for sure. Yeah, I mean it's it's still very raw and like it's like the raw authentic like twenty years ago that like how some Absolutely. of these towns you know and it just you have that feel. But I mean there's surf towns as well. A lot of them are surf towns like Negra and Avianas. Yep. Absolutely. But they still have that small town feel to them, but now they have amenities and now they're closer to things. And yeah, you know, a lot of people, it's funny because I had a lot of people say, I don't want a paved road. And I thought to myself, well, I kind of, you know, I, I lived off a dirt road for six years and I was okay with it. 
but um but it sure is nice to, <laughs> to have it, payment eventually right so it is because i mean yeah. again it's your suspension your car, car exactly and the dust and like yeah it's yeah. uh it's, it's, it's a dust. It's a dust more than anything because the road actually leading down to most of the beaches right now is they're in good shape. But of course, as the rain subsides in Guanacaste, you get you get the dust. You we my, can't win here, right? My car's covered in it at the moment. I just got back from Guanacaste Thursday night, and yeah, <laughs> feast or famine, my friend. Yeah, I know, you know, I know. It is what it is. Well, I mean, you know, you were involved and owned one of the largest property management companies, I would probably say, in the country, you know, for many years. Uh, a lot of people that are looking to purchase here in Costa Rica are always looking for, you know, you know, return on their investment. I mean, what are the properties, you know, that you believe, you know, will always continue to have great returns? Right. Well, I always say to people for, for the short term rental, of the Airbnb type properties, you either need to be close to the beach. OK, if you don't have a view. Yep. Or you need an ocean view and you can be farther back. Yep. Um, you know, when I say farther back, a mile or two back. Um, the reality of it is that that's what most vacationers are looking for. They want the easy, you know, easiness, yep. just being able to walk out their door and get to the beach in five or 10 minutes or less. Um, and those who just want the privacy of having perhaps a home uh, and having a view and just being able to kick back with your infinity edge pool and enjoy the sunset. So those are basically the two types of properties. And ironically, um, I try to practice what I preach. I have a three bedroom ocean view home. That's about a mile back or so from the ocean that I rent out. And it does extremely well. I just started renting it because I was living in it while our main house was being constructed and finished. Um, and I'm booked out through April. So I'm super wow. excited about that. Yeah. We just started renting it last month. And, um, you know, when you start renting a property here, I'm sure, you know, it takes a while to build up those five-star reviews. Yep. So I always tell my clients, look, your first year is not indicative of what your property is going to do. Always look to year two. And of course that's going to be in non-weird times, right? I mean, normal times, year two is going to be more representative of what's going on. One other thing that hasn't really helped us are the flight prices. They've gone up incredibly and not just to Costa Rica, really everywhere. It's, so funny, you, it's funny you say that though, Becky. I mean, I had a client the other day who just booked flights $91 each way from Atlanta into Liberia. You uh, you have to wait last minute because my brother just came down. Uh, we were visiting our parents actually in Heredia and um, they're living there now. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and he flew down um, on Atlanta from, uh, on Delta from Buffalo, New York, and he paid just over $400. So it really depends. It's like waiting that last minute or seeing what's yep. going on because I have my boys flying to see their grandmother in Florida next month. And the tickets are $900 from Liberia. Understand Liberia is a more expensive airport, but those are prices I've never personally seen. But those who really want to get out of town are paying the prices no matter what. But I do, I do believe it does affect us a little bit by having higher flight prices for the vacation rental component. Um, and with vacation rentals, you're going to make the majority of your money in high season from December to April. Yep. So if you like to visit your property, my advice is don't come during those times because you'll make the majority of your money. So how much more valuable is it to purchase a property that already has an existing, you know, future reservations and has an existing, you know, reputation? Not that that's easy, oh, easy mean, to do, but- It saves you a lot of work. Would people, premium, would people pay a premium for that, do you think? Um, I would say not necessarily, but in theory, you would think that they would. 
Yep. Because you're walking into something and they could have already 20, 30, 40,000 or more um, on the books, which essentially is yours. Because yep. of course, if you're buying a vacation rental, the day of closing forward, most of the times, I'd say 95% of the time, what's been negotiated is that my buyer gets all of those rentals. Yep. That's kind of how it works, right? So you thank the other person for doing all the work and building up the reviews and, and taking the guesswork out of it. Of course, that's super helpful. But Richard, there's some things like Airbnb, um, you can't transfer those accounts anymore. Before you were able to kind of get around that. And so you lose the reviews, Yeah, which kind of is annoying, but I find it easy to be able to pick that up uh, pretty quickly, especially if it's a, a property that has repeat clients. And in those cases, you can always, you know, transfer or try to transfer those reservations over. But it is definitely a value, absolutely, to come into something because at least you have an idea of what you're going to make potentially. So. Well, I know. Look, I, I mean, you helped us sell Via Buena Onda, which was the eight bedroom villa there. I mean, that had $450,000 of future reservations. Like, I'm yeah. sure that I know that that was part of the deal of the like, this is great. I have all of this income now for the next 18 months coming in. Absolutely. That, you know, as you know, Via Buena Onda is a very unique property and, uh, and it's a big property. And it's a lot of people because of the price tag. And now we're talking about luxury real estate. You know, people want to see some, you know, that's an insurance policy for them that's saying, yeah. okay, well, you could sit there and it doesn't take, you know, it's not rocket science. You can read through everything, see all the five star reviews and say, okay, this is a, a true, you know, success of a, of a vacation rental. And so that makes them feel better going into it. I feel like that's half of it, especially if you're trying to sell based on uh, selling it as a vacation income generator, you need yeah. to have your numbers together. You need to have the reviews intact. In and so that's all part of it, but that's very important. And that yes. was one of the major reasons that they purchased Via Buena Onda. Definitely. Definitely. I'm still in meetings every Friday with them as well. So <laughs> <laughs> I love it too much. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I love it too much and just want to make sure that it's, you know, it continues, but we'll work. Uh, You're a good guy. You're a good I guy. I appreciate too, it. Too I good a guy do. sometimes, I tell you. Exactly. I get myself in a situation sometimes where even the guys in the office are like, Rich, what are you doing? You know, You're so. like over-involved. That's why I had to step away from property management. I was way too involved. Um, I don't manage my properties anymore since I sold, which a lot of people find strange for some reason. And I said, why would that be strange? I didn't sell my property management company to get but back into property in management. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't do anything. I mean, I don't handle any reservations, check-ins, none of that. I just no. basically leave a little welcome basket and I buy my cleaning supplies. That's about as involved as I am. That's awesome. Well, Becky, I know that you're very busy, but my last question for you that I love to ask everyone, if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it in business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you invest it in and why? Oh gosh. Well, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I've had a really great success with the mango walk lots. Like we talked about, I have sold those with no advertising. You know, we're getting two more offers today. So essentially 14 of the 21 lots will be gone in, in, and literally we just started the infrastructure on Monday. So I think that's a good indicator. Um, again, not because it's specifically in the Pirates Bay area, because it could be any other area, but it's inside a horizontal condominium yep. that already has condos and some homes. So there's already movement there. So for yep. me, that's an easier transition. Yep. So my thought is once I'm done with that, I would take that kind of money and I would purchase everything that's left with the developer yeah, and continue to do what we're doing because it's, you know what they say, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, it's, yeah. it works. 
Um, and again, the price point, because we don't know what's going on and, and we don't know what's going to go on in this economy all the time. Yep. A lot of people talk and you never know. Yeah. Um, it's always good to get into something that will be an easier sell again, no matter what's going on in the world. I agree. I agree. Well, Becky, really appreciate you taking the time to come on the podcast. Anyone that wants to contact you, uh, Becky's contact details will be in the description and uh, we'll see you on the next one, Becky. Thank you so much. No worries. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Always a great podcast there to do with Becky. You know, she's just so resourceful. Uh, and I know quite a, few, a lot of you guys like to hear from her. But as you can see, we're seeing a bit of a slowdown here in the market. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, if some of you guys remember my 2023 predictions, I think Q1 is going to be indicative of what the rest of the year is going to be like. But still a lot of opportunity there. Um, again, I just bought a piece of land uh, down in Ohachau. I just bought a condo in Tamarindo. I'm looking to buy another piece of land in Ohachau uh, in the southern zones. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to get in contact with us, you can info at investingcostarica.com, info at investingcostarica.com. I'll see you on the next podcast, guys. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. 